We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. You might have heard on the last podcast with Joe Hickman that we have started a new partnership with Football Careers that we're really, really excited about. So something that I'm sure coaches wish that we would talk about or that there would be a little bit more conversation about with coach education and coaching resources would be that career pathway the interview process, growing your network, how to build your resume, what a resume should look like, what an interview should look like. There's so much to it. So the fact that we're teaming up with football careers, I'm really excited about it because I think a lot of coaches can benefit from it. They're going to have great offers for coaches. I've seen their work. It's fantastic. I'm a big, big fan of what they do. But I also wanted to then add and layer in some things that coaches could take away on a weekly basis. This was an interview that we did with one of the directors at Football Careers, Piero Carino. Uh, Piero and I talked last week and we put it on YouTube. This is the full conversation just around building that resume and things that we should be aware of. What to do, but more about what not to do. So I hope you enjoy this here. It's a short one. We'll do a few more of these. If you have any questions about that or you want us to address a certain area of the job or careers area of coaching, just shoot me an email or shoot me a message, gary at modernsoccercoach.com. If you enjoy it, please spread the word amongst your community as well. There's a special offer from Sport Careers on the link below, 10% off for Modern Soccer Coach followers using the code MSC10. So you can get that in the link below. Please check it out. Thanks so much for listening. Here's Piero. Enjoy. Three biggest mistakes that coaches make when they're putting together their resumes. So we we obviously see literally hundreds um, of resumes uh, on a weekly basis, um, obviously from from managing various recruitment campaigns for clubs, and obviously people applying for roles through a job board as well. So we do see quite a number. I would probably say so. Three, I'd say number one would probably be um, one of the things that a lot of candidates forget to do is maybe have like a kind of we call it a sort of personal profile. It's a bio, so it's something to really sort of introduce yourself when you're you're kind of presenting your resume. A little bit about your kind of background. It's a really good opportunity to kind of get in unique selling points. So rather than just the kind of general kind of wording, which you tend to see quite a lot of kind of honest, trusting, hard work, all those kind of things, they can be quite kind of general things that, you know, most people can put in there. But what we would always kind of suggest to do is to have maybe a kind of two to three bullet points, quite a kind of punchy bio, to introduce your background where you can really get in, as I say, kind of unique selling points, bit about your background. So it might be, for example, you've had success in terms of developing players um, to progress into a first team environment, for example. So that could be a unique selling point about yourself that you want to get across. There might be certain achievements or qualifications that you want to get in there as well. 
it's really we kind of say to individuals it's like almost like your sales pitch so quite often in in, in soccer and football if someone's looking at your resume they're gonna look at it really quickly so maybe 20 to 30 seconds you've got to really kind of sell yourself so rather than going straight into qualifications experience it's just a way of kind of introducing yourself and your background it's the first thing they're going to read so you want to make sure you're really sort of selling your kind of strengths as i say your selling points and, and really demonstrating your background within the game already and it doesn't sometimes you, you you see maybe individuals who do a really long section again clubs probably don't want to see that recruiters don't want to see that you want it to be quite kind of short and sharp but get across the kind of key points i would say um so that would probably be number one uh, number two would be structure of CV, I would say. So always kind of have in your mind the, the kind of roles that you're looking to apply for. Quite often we'll see resumes where, you know, they've maybe got a USSF, a UEFA qualification, and it's right at the bottom of maybe four or five pages. Quite often, as I alluded to before, you know, your resume can get looked at so quickly that you want to make sure all the key information comes across at the top end of the document. So you've got, you know, maybe a kind of personal profile, the bio I spoke about, you're maybe getting across your qualifications. So it might be USSF A license, UEFA A license, there might be um, a sports or football related degree that you want to get across. Probably that's another error and, and sometimes people have all the qualifications, you probably want to just put the most kind of relevant ones so to give you an example, if you had a USSF B license, but you also had the A license, no real need to put the, the, the kind of B license in there because you see you've got your A license, they know you've got your B. So things like that. So you want to keep that kind of short and sharp and then get in all the kind of relevant detail. So say, for example, if you were applying for a position and it's youth development, you want to make sure that your youth development experience comes across at the very top and you're going into detail in terms of you know, roles and responsibilities, maybe any key achievements. Um, you're maybe getting a kind of written endorsement from someone you've worked with in youth development. So you're really kind of making it relevant towards the kind of roles that you're looking to apply for. Sometimes people make the mistake of maybe having like, they're full-time, so maybe they're a part-time coach, for example, at a club, and they've maybe got details on their full-time position, and that's at the top. And then you've maybe got the coaching stuff further down. You just want to make sure you make it really relevant. So when they're looking at that CV very quickly, they can kind of see your background, see your qualifications, see your experience, see the success you've had. Um, and it's just allowing you to really kind of sell yourself in the best way very quickly. Um, so I would say structure of CV is is, is massively important. Um, so yeah, that would probably be the kind of second one I would say. Um, third one would be probably the length of CV. So Sometimes you see kind of resumes and it's maybe, as I say, it might be four or five pages long. Recruiters, you know, and clubs, employers, they, they don't tend to want to read through that. Ultimately, there can be hundreds of applications for a position. So we always suggest maybe two pages, something that's short and sharp. As I say, it's kind of angled towards the kind of role you're looking at. It's got all the key information in there, but it's not too wordy. You don't need to go into roles that are maybe, you know, 10 to 12 years ago. Um, you want to kind of focus on your, as I say, your most relevant, but probably your most kind of recent positions and kind of go into detail on them. And it's not to say that the roles prior 
don't go on your resume. You could still highlight them, so you could still have uh, head coach, the club, the date, and just have it as a kind of summary, like an additional summary of the the kind of rules that are maybe further back, so they can still see your your kind of progression from where you've been to where you are now, and the the kind of rules you're kind of focusing on, as I say, are, are the kind of top end of the document. So. Yeah, we would always kind of say two pages um, just for the fact that you want to get across that key detail um, because they've got to go through so many applications. You want it to be short and sharp, but to say getting that key detail. Um, sometimes people make the mistake of having something maybe too short. And when that happens, they can maybe have uh, maybe a summary, as I kind of spoke about there, maybe a summary of rule, where it was, the dates, and have that in a kind of long list. They might have qualifications. They'll maybe have a bio, possibly. But it's maybe on a kind of one-page format. Now, the issue with that kind of document is the fact that it maybe doesn't give enough detail that's really going to sell you. So within each of your positions, they don't know, you know, maybe what you've done, the kind of rules, responsibilities, the success you've had. We always feel that having kind of written endorsements from people you've worked with in the game, kind of drawn out your qualities, drawn out their experience of working with you, that can always add a lot of value. So a one-pager can sometimes sort of undersell you. Two pages is probably a kind of a perfect balance. Um, so we would always kind of suggest two. Two would be the kind of recommended amount. We sometimes kind of produce brochure format series. That's probably more for individuals that have worked in the game for a, a long number of years. They've maybe got varied experience. And we'd probably then tend to kind of section off this to the kind of resume. So you'd maybe have like first team experience, you'd have youth development experience, you'd have coach education, whatever it may be. There's kind of more experience and, and probably having a kind of shorter document for them. Again, probably similar to before when I said the one page is it maybe doesn't sell them enough. There's maybe then bits that are possibly missing that would allow that individual to, to sell themselves that bit better. Um, it's also, you know, if you have a document like that and it's kind of into different sections, it's almost like an all-round package. Like, well, they've got experience in, in that, you know, youth development, scouting, they've done coach education as well. So it's it's kind of getting off across all their experience. What it also does is it allows for more room for testimonials as well. So that type of document can, can maybe allow for five to six endorsements. And you maybe then want to kind of consider you know, getting endorsements from different types of people you've worked with. So it might be people you've worked with at maybe board level. It might be kind of coaches you've worked with. It might be people you've worked with in, say, coach education. It might be players you've developed who can kind of draw on your qualities as a coach and how you help mentor them and develop them and take, to them, take them to the next level of their game. So um, you can really get sort of varied testimonials. Um, so, yeah, probably the three... The personal profile, the the structure of the document, the length of the document um, as well. I'll give you a little bonus one as well, because this is this is a, a simple one, but so many people forget to do it, and that's actually put your correct contact number and email address. Crazy, but sometimes we see resumes and we're trying to get in contact with the individual, and we can't because. The contact number or the email address isn't on there. So a real basic one, but have your kind of contact details at the very top of your resume. So you've got maybe your kind of name, 
you know, your contact number, your email address, even maybe a kind of link to your LinkedIn page as well, if you use LinkedIn. It seems a basic one, but, and it seems an obvious one, but uh, it's a kind of common mistake. Brilliant, brilliant. I love that last one. I've probably done that some stage. <laughs> I, know about it. I have two questions for you. So kind of what's interesting when, when you look at resumes, obviously it's not something that that's talked a lot about. It's kind of this this elephant in the room amongst coaches, probably for the fact that your boss doesn't want you to go and the coach next to you will probably want the job that you want. So people just don't talk about resumes. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. You, when you go on Google and you look, because I've done this years ago, because um, my wife was like, you've got to sort out your resume. You've got to. <laughs> I, and I went on Google and you put in resume, build your resume, and you've got a, a resume example. Put a in template, can I hang? Ah, every one of them looks the same. This bland Word document. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then yours, you go to yours, and, and again, first thing I see with yours, like, wow, jumps out at you. How, how important is that to change from the bland? Yeah, that's crucial. I, I think, I mean, I spoke about it before in terms of, like, you have literally hundreds um, of individuals who will apply for, a, you know, one position, for example, and... It's about making sure you really kind of stand out from the crowd. So we always, when we work with individuals, it's about making the document bespoke to them. Like, as I spoke about before, the personal, pro, you know, what are your unique selling points? What's 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 the kind of content we need from you to allow us to present you in the best way? So it's about, you know, the most important thing within a resume is making sure the content's good, the structure's good. But obviously the design helps as well. If you've got something there that's got maybe a kind of colour scheme for the borders, you've maybe got kind of logos, you've got a profile picture, you maybe got some images in there as well. It just allows you to have something that really kind of stands out from the page. Um, so if, if your resume is being compared to, as I spoke about, maybe a resume where it's four or five pages and it's black and white and it's quite kind of bland and just kind of like a list in comparison to your two-page graphic resume, that's going to be a document they, they kind of want to pick up and read. Um, but I always say with a resume, the most important thing with it is if you're really sort of demonstrating your qualifications, your experience, the success you've had in the game, as I say, if you've got testimonials from individuals to sort of back up your qualities, um, and if you're doing that in a kind of nice format, it's nice and presentable, um, then, yeah, that's really what you want from your kind of resume. Brilliant, brilliant. Someone a couple of weeks ago told me this story and it was about, because you're, you're talking about references and testimonials and this person had put someone down as a reference and mm. didn't tell that person that they were a reference. Mm. And the person was very offended by that there and basically one, cost them the job and two, cost them the reference as well. Like how do you, how would you, how would you recommend going about getting that testimonial and that reference from someone? Yeah, it would really be a, a kind of conversation, making them aware of the fact that, you know, you are, you know, putting together your resume or you're having your resume professionally produced um, and just saying, look, as, as part of the kind of process, um, you know, I think it would be good to maybe get in a kind of endorsement from yourself, really to kind of draw on your experience of working with me. Um, maybe the kind of qualities I possess. Um, so if it would be possible to put together maybe a kind of short paragraph on, on that, 
um, then, then that would be fantastic. And, and they would they, they could then just send it across, whether it be a kind of WhatsApp or an email, and that can then be embedded within the document. But yeah, that is a big one. It's uh, asking for permission. There was a there was one a couple of years ago. I won't mention the manager, but yeah, and a, a candidate had uh, had passed on the details for myself to call them to to, to get the endorsement for the resume. Uh, and they weren't best pleased that the number had been passed on. So, yeah, as I say, I won't mention the name. But, yeah, that's a big one. Make sure you get permission. Um, the good thing with the testimonials is you're then requesting it, they're sending it across. References can go in there as well. Um, and, and, you know, testimonials can be good to get in there. Very often when you're when you're offered a job, they're always going to kind of look for references anyway. So you can still have maybe a blend of two to three testimonials, but maybe have a couple of reference names. Uh, but yeah, obviously crucial that you, you ask for permission on that one. Okay, last one for you. We're obviously uh, excited uh, to team up with you guys and, and start this partnership. You're you're going to the convention. You're going to be in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Freezing. Um, sure, freezing, yeah. Freezing. I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that are probably just getting on their radar. They're going for some education. They're also going for some connections and, and build those connections. Um, yeah. How can they get a hold of you? You know, I'm sure that someone would love to grab a coffee with you and just not even the resume part of it, but just that career advice and putting everything together. Yeah, not, not a problem. They can contact me. Um, probably LinkedIn's a good one. Um, so they can catch me on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to, to connect with me and send me a message. Um, they can also get me on piero at footballcareers.com. That's a P-I-E-R-O, because it's quite common for the double R to be, to be put in there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's not a problem. And it'd be great, because I think the, the convention's a fantastic networking event. Um, there's obviously thousands of coaches that attend, so no, it'd, be, it'd be brilliant to to meet up with some of your listeners and kind of speak about how we can potentially support them with their careers and, and how we can help them kind of push their careers on really um so yeah that would be great brilliant Pierre. we're going to do a couple more of these uh career career advice it's just something that's not talked about as coaches so we'll we'll get yeah. another topic we'll get you on again soon great uh, appreciate it thank, thanks for getting us on thanks. i love love your work as well so um fantastic to be part Much of appreciate cheers Piero. brilliant All right. cheers thank you thank you for listening to the modern soccer coach podcast for more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kerneen on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.